Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Home Improvement, KMOX Hour 2. We are live and lively. Thank you very much to Brian Kelly and the KMOX Newsroom because I don't know if you realize this, folks, but we have a real news department, news and weather. Um, Brian Kelly is here pretty much all day watching the weather, making sure that you are safe or at least notified of any unsafe things. We are one of the few radio stations in the city that really has as a real newsroom, and this is exactly it. Um, you know, so I, 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 that's why I'm part of the KMOX family. I love listening to KMOX. Uh, you know when the snow and the weather and the adverse tornado season and all that, where do you go? Always KMOX. Anyway, I just want to be uh, part of, be, let you know how proud I am to be part of that responsible group and our part in the community, how seriously we as a station take that. Uh, the leadership here on KMOX and the three stations here is uh, uh, very supportive of getting it right, doing it right, and stepping up and serving the industry and the really the community. So, I, I'm just pleased. Um, uh, I'm happy to be part of that, and I really, really value uh, what we do here in the newsroom in KMOX. So uh, I hope you value that as well. Phone lines are open. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm here. This is the Helitech uh, Foundation Repair and Home Improvement Show, and I really want to extend your invitation to come join me here in this hour or two. Come on in, have a seat in the classroom. We've got plenty of room uh, in all of the desks and the chairs here. Uh, you can call in 314-436-7900 and offer any question or answer, any observations you're having in outlying areas about weather, uh, it, it's important because uh, the listening footprint voice and span, if you will, of the X signal uh, really makes it important for us to even report to Indiana, uh, southern Illinois, southern Missouri, all of you that are listening right now. So uh, anyway, I'm very pleased to be part of this. Phone lines are open for your home improvement questions. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Anywhere on the globe, uh, the furthest distance question I've had was probably two or three years ago from the now flattened um, island of Puerto Rico. Um, and of all things, uh, he called in the middle of the winter asking how to winterize his house in February. And I, you know, I, you know, I said, well, pardon me for asking, but you've got this figured out. You're down where it's warm. It's not going to freeze. But he had a home here in St. Louis, too, that he was coming back to uh, winterize, and he wanted to drain the pipes and make only air present in his water system so that they wouldn't freeze and expand. So anyway, the reach of Cable X goes all the way to Puerto Rico, and that's why the phone number 800-925-1120, because you can log in through all the various ways on the Internet, the radio, and take us with you wherever you'd like. Uh, or, for example, myself, uh, I do yard work. I get outside, put on my headphones, listen to Cam Wex. 
take that with me as I'm doing my work. Uh, and that is 314-436-7900 and toll-free 800-925-1120. Um, I want to invite you really to the Call Mosby website. There's some pretty good topics and articles on that, as well as one I want to invite you to the Stuff the Truck, which is an annual event uh, that we hold and with the support of KMOX. It's uh, very helpful. So thank you. This will be the second Saturday in December, December 9th uh, from 10 till 2. I'll be on the air here at Camo X. Uh, this will be a place for dropping off toys or a food donation. So not only do we collect for the kids and the toys, it will be for the St. Louis area food bank as well, as well as friends with kids with cancer. So uh, you can check that out, callmosby.com or just call Mosby Building Arts 909-1800. We'll let you know how to help. Uh, and tis the season. There's so many places, so many ways to outreach and help our community uh, just because uh, the weather is changing and getting colder. You know, there's just a few more food uh, stuffs that are necessary to keep the area food banks going. If you're part of that, uh, kudos to you and God bless your efforts to kind of take care of the rest of us, uh, those that can, need to. Uh, and those that need the help, please reach out for help. That's uh, all part of the industry, part of the community. Uh, phone lines open 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Um, uh, my name's Scott Mosby. I operate Mosby Building Arts. This is our 70th year, maybe 71st year. year. Company was founded by my father. Uh, we revel in, you know, helping people. Uh, and that's how I wound up on KMOX. I really like this. Um, and, you know, I, I figure things out and it's a lot of fun. I work with a lot of people that are problem solvers as well. They're drawn to me because of, you know, how I think about things. And, you know, then after a while, I wind up being second to them as their specialty takes their expertise well beyond what I could deliver. And it's kind of fun to be part of a you know, real positive team. Uh, we'll be back. Hey, we've got lots of things happening here. I've got some great questions. I promise you, you know, the smartest listeners in CamWex always come up with the best questions on CamWex. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement, KMOX. We are going right to the phone lines, blazing on to questions and answers. Let's see what's happening with Pat. Pat, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX. How can I help? Hello, Pat. Are you there? Oh, hi. Hi, yeah. Scott. Hi. Uh, yes, I recently had an episode with my garbage disposal. Mm. Stop, stopping up. So I go to Home Depot and I bought some stuff for garbage disposal and I got it unstopped. But what I was wondering is how can you clean your whole house system? You know, just get it all cleaned out. Uh, the waste pipes, the drain, you mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There, there's a, this is a standard kind of product I call, uh, it's, um, RID X, R-A-D dash X. It's a septic. Yeah, I hear you talk about that all the time, Ridex. Yeah, that's the stuff. All it does is eat the solids off the side of the pipes. It's a septic it, tank material, but it works on pipes too. It won't hurt the pipes. It won't hurt the garbage disposal or anything. Nope. 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 It, no, really? it's, it's, think of it as chocolate milk. I mean, I wouldn't advise drinking it, but is, it is uh, <laughs> simple enough that you could. All it is is bacteria. 
So think of it yeah. as probiotic for your plumbing pipes. Yeah. So you put it in all drains or which yeah. drains? Uh, typically, Pat, uh, I'll do this in the morning. I'm a coffee drinker. I get up at, oh, dark 30 and, you know, I'll mix up my coffee and I'll pour a tall glass of warm water and put some of uh, the uh, Ridex, the powder in it, a tablespoon. And I just mix it around and I'll, I'll dump it down the disposal and run the faucet and the disposal for, I don't know, five, 10 seconds. But you really okay. don't, you don't want it to flush all the way down to the sewer. You just want it to get past that fixture into the P trap of the sink. Uh, I dump it down. Oh. I'll, I'll flush it down the toilet. I'll put it in the sink in the, you know, half How bath. often? How often? Uh, about once a month for the first year, and then after that, you know, twice a year. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, I noticed, I noticed at Home Depot that it was kind of expensive, like 20 bucks for a little bitty container. Of, uh, uh, of a drain cleaner or a Ridex product? Ridex. No, Ridex. Yeah. Yeah, it can be price. It can be pricey, but it'll last forever. I mean, if you're going yeah. to, what they want you to do is flush it down into your septic tank, which then yeah. starts the biology going. All the bacteria starts chewing all that stuff up. Well, it'll clean up the inside of your pipes pretty well too if you just get it there. Yeah. Well, I figured it must be pretty good, so it's so expensive. But I didn't buy any. I bought the drain cleaner for disposal because I was afraid that might hurt the pipes. But now that I know, I'll get some Ridex. Well, Ridex will not open your pipes. It is a preventive maintenance. Yeah, once it's plugged it up. Yeah, right. yeah, perfect. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Scott. All right, Pat. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. I know. Next up, let's see what's happening here with my friend Russell. Hey, Russell, good afternoon. How can I help? Hi, Scott. My problem is uh, I think it's a care bin for my washer and dryer. I had a new addition built on my house, and uh, I'm having a really tough time heating it in the wintertime. Just seems like I don't know. I'm suspect that the the dryer vent is letting in a lot of cold air in that new room addition, and I was wondering what I could do about that. Um, well, did you add a separate furnace or a new heating and cooling unit for that room addition? No, we did not. We uh, extended the existing furnace over to that room. Yeah, that. Um... And when we when we had the new furnace installed, it was upsized to because I knew I was going to get that new addition. Well, Russell, um, but your arteries, even if you get a bigger heart, your body still has the standard arteries getting the, uh, uh, the blood to the feet. So in terms of the ductwork, when you have a room addition, you're tagging that room addition onto the end of the line of the ductwork. So probably the rooms that are already underserved, that addition then goes on, and the ductwork is typically not upsized. So even though you get a bigger furnace, it's still running through the same trunk line, and each of those systems is pretty well fluid-designed with air being a fluid uh, to handle that volume. So I would propose your if your furnace is big enough, you, your ductwork probably isn't, and make sure you also have the properly sized return air. And that's why when, you know, we most commonly add heating and cooling when we're putting, only the smallest additions do we not put a unit in. Okay. That's, so you wouldn't think the dryer vent would contribute to that any? Not really. I mean, the the dryer vent uh, does contribute to that because it's a vacuum. It draws air and pumps it outside the house. So it's going to make your windows and doors leak more. All that does is mean you need more cubic feet per minute of hot air in the winter time to make it up so that your heat loss calculations 
really have to be done for any addition. And you will find that by today's standards, if you don't do a room addition and you just do a heat loss calculation, you know, just by today's standards, you, you might need a bigger unit or bigger ductwork or almost every house needs l- larger return air. So it's like finishing a basement doesn't really need much in BTUs, but it needs a lot of flow because the ductwork wasn't made for a two-story house. So uh, right. you're, I, I would say that there are a lot of heads, a lot of listeners out there shaking up and down saying, I have that same problem. It's usually a supplemental heating unit and cooling unit for anything bigger than an 8 by 10 or 10 by 10 addition. Okay. All right. So, and keep it, it keep in mind Russell there's another thing. Keep in mind here that if this is a three-sided room addition, your house has four sides and most of the house is inside. It doesn't have exterior walls. When you do a room addition, even if it has great insulation, you have a roof, which is an exterior surface, and then three sides, which are exterior walls. So that room addition will require one and a half times as much airflow just to maintain it like the rest of the house because it's an appendage. It sticks out there in the cold all the time. Right. So, so wow. that, Yeah, and you can, frankly, when you're interviewing contractors for doing room additions, this is one of the telltale signs. Are you... Uh, econ- you, you scrimping on all this stuff or are you really going to make this thing be- perform? And it, it's, you know, it, it, not every company is um, uh, gold out the same way. Okay. All right. So I, I would, yeah, I would suggest that you uh, look into uh, the person that upsided your heating and cooling. Uh, I would talk to them and say, you know, we're having trouble heating and cooling here. Scott Mosby said we might need supplemental heat out here. Could you run some heating and cooling loss calculations and let me know whether you think, you know, what we need to do to get this warmer. Okay. Yeah. Now, keep, right. keep in mind, Russell, it's really easy. You can get, you know, baseboard heat or supplemental electric. So heat is the easiest thing to fill out with a supplemental heater. So you don't have to and do And that's what we're using right now, some oil-filled electric heaters. And yeah. I was just, would prefer gas, but yeah. Uh, uh, you may you, be the best bet. Yeah, you may, you know, by the time you figure out what this is going to cost, those oil field uh, heaters, electric heaters might be the ticket. And and they're good units. You know, they're good units. Mm-hmm. They just, they're yeah, hard to, happy with it. yeah, they're hard to get furniture and kids and play around it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good luck, Russell. Thank you. All right. Bye now. And these are conversations really that are properly had when the house gets added on to. So, um, um, you know, a room addition is additional space, and it's important to recognize that the existing house was engineered for only the existing house, not for a room. Even if you upsize the furnace and air conditioner to bigger capacity, you still can't get it through the pipes. You can't get it through the metal ductwork because those don't get bigger. Um, you know, it. you just can't add on uh, another... Um, load onto that main and that's why and i'm going to use this analogy for medical it's kind of like obesity if if you take you know a small body with that heart and then you double the size or triple the size in terms of weight and and volume you know the arteries don't necessarily get bigger the heart doesn't necessarily get bigger the lungs might increase a little bit but still you're just adding to the load and that's one of the problems likewise on a room addition 
uh, your heating and cooling just is sized to deliver for that original house, not the room edition, too. Let's see what's cooking and talk with uh, Bill. Hey, Bill, Scott Mosby here. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Hey, how are you doing, sir? I appreciate your show. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion about uh, uh, kitchen cabinets. My, my wife wants us to change the color of our kitchen cabinets, and I don't know if it's better to re- have the cabinets replaced. Uh, some of these companies do this where they, I think they replace the, the front doors and drawer poles and then put some veneer, and she also wants the, to do the uh, countertops. And, again, there are some companies that put some kind of a, uh, they say they don't have to take off the existing one, and I was just wondering what your uh, opinion is of that. Well, it depends uh, what you want, Bill, how long you want this to last, because you're really kind of buying time. Um, you know, how long did this kitchen uh, last? How long old is this kitchen right now? It, it's 15 years old. It, it's it, we, we had the house built and all the cabinets and countertops and fixtures for that matter, pretty much builder grade. Yeah. Well, it, frankly, then, I, I, pardon me, I'm going to cross some boundaries here. Your cabinets are probably okay. They just aren't what you want. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's nothing really wrong. And I would caution you that taking a refacing route or a refinishing route, when you have acceptable cabinets, what you're really after is the next level up, and that's going to be new cabinets. So if you're just trying to buy five years out of this, and, you know, they're really ugly, they're some color that's just offensive or whatever, you can change the color, but you aren't going to upgrade to the next level of hardware, poles, look, great. You know what I mean? Yes. It ain't broke, brother. You know, if you want better, you you need to pony up and do new cabinets is kind of where I'm going. It, it's, okay. uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with what you've got now on, you know, builder grade cabinets at 15 years unless you have kids tearing them up. But Right. Yeah, we don't have that. What What do you think about the countertops the same way? Oh, yeah. The- yeah. Uh, we do a lot of what we call facelifts. Uh, which is really changing the cabinets, the tops, the appliances, and the floors, because that's mm-hmm. all the stuff you see, feel, and touch. Frankly, that's where the highest return on investment is when you start pulling open walls and plumbing and gas, and le- that's where the money goes crazy. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, if you're just, you know, after 15 years, you want something better, you're just going to have to own up to it that this is a style change and a quality improvement you're after. And and uh, new color cabinets, new facing and doors, just not going to get you far enough. Okay. In, my, well, in, in my opinion. And that, you know, so beware. Be, you'll get exactly what you ask for, but it may not bring the result. <laughs> and, you know, you may not get where you're going. Well, when you just said that you folks do, I think you used the term facelift. Yeah. What does that mean again? Well, we're going to change cabinets, tops, appliances, sinks, faucets, you know, all the stuff you oh. touch, uh-huh. you, you know, and it's a very high return. But you're buying all new, ca- you know, you're also buying all the expensive stuff. So mm-hmm. most um, companies consider that a kitchen remodel. When we do a kitchen remodel, it's going to last another 60 years. So we are doing electric and plumbing. So people say, well, you, you're so much more. It's like, well, we're doing three times the work. But mm-hmm. as we look at it as a a facelift, we're just changing cabinets, tops, and appliances, and faucets, you know, the things you, that matter. 15-year-old okay. house does isn't going to need a full kitchen remodel. You just need new cabinets and some cool stuff. All right, great. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, Bill, good question. I appreciate your bringing that forward. Okay, thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye now.
Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, again, you have to kind of figure out what the goal is as Bill and his wife are facing that, you know, if you're if you have cabinets that work fine and you want something better, you have to figure out what better looks like because a different color of the existing cabinets may not be far enough. And now you're in instead of buying, you know, the kitchen cabinet replacement cost, you're going to pay for that and the painting. And sometimes you're just better off getting her done the first time. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, truly at your service. Pleased to be here. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together. Let's fire up and get to the phone lines and talk with Sandra. Hey, Sandra Scott here. How can I help? Hi, I am trying to fix up my father's house. It was built in 1952. And the kitchen has Cros- it's a Crosley sink and Crosley cabinets. I mean, these are the old metal cabinets. Everything's like circa 1952. And oh, it's yeah. in really good shape. The only thing that's not in good shape is on the sink. Crosley had a built-in um, faucet. Yep. And it's got a, a slant on the back. So it's, it's not something that is made now. And Believe it or not, that faucet lasted for decades. And a few years ago, my father, at like 86 or 87, figured out a way to deal with it, which is that he put another faucet on top of it and set it on top of that metal plate. Oh, okay. And actually, I had some plumbers out here to replace it, because that faucet only lasted like three or four years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Welcome Um, to the world. But they put another one on it. But the problem is that that Crosley-specific plate is now deteriorating, and it's probably not going to make it through another change. Mm -hmm. Their suggestion was to try to get a sheet metal guy that could come up with something stainless or chrome or something that could fit that spot and then keep, um, you know, a fixing kitchen, um, those built together faucets on top of that. Oh, yeah. And I've tried, I don't really have any hookup for that. Can you give me any ideas who to call for something like that? Uh, yeah, that we have a, a stainless steel uh, fabricator that, uh, frankly, my company did uh, the uh, train cars at Union Station some years ago for Ed Boyce. And uh, it had stainless steel rails on it. It took, re- you know, some really good, um, almost art quality metal workers and it's Lassini Brothers L-A-C-I-N-Y Lassini Brothers um, and they are uh, anybody in St. Louis that knows stainless steel they you know they'll do it and and it can keep you from changing that uh, sink and I would advise you Sandra um, there are people who will seek your house for those cabinets, that style, so the least you change, the more desirable that house will well, be. Well, the other thing is it's on a farm, and, you know, oh. I'm not I'm not selling, I'm not moving, you know, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, but I I have to tell you, I the more longer I'm in this house, the more I admire the way things were done. I mean, there were things that you can say, oh, this could have been different, this isn't code now or whatever, but on the other yeah. hand, there's a lot of solidity here, and... Um, I mean, even the tiles are asbestos. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be hard to ever change. But right now, um, there are things I would like to improve some of the color on them. Some of them have faded. Oh, yeah. Is that something that can be done? Can you update asbestos, like recolor them and then like cover them? Not really. You'll wind up, uh, and ideally, you're, you're better off um, 
uh, and uh, covering over them. Too. Yeah, that's probably what I, I do. Yeah, so you'll wind up with a underlayment over the existing tile and then yeah. new flooring going on top of that. And then just be sensitive to that style of the 1950s. It's, uh, yeah, I even got the furniture out of the attic. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, mid-century modern is pretty much what that Crosley was. And when they were building the Crosley and those metal cabinets, um, my golly, uh, I mean, they've lasted 70 years and they could have another 70 years later. So they'll outlast me probably. Uh, yeah. And it's amazing to me that Crosley isn't more known because at that time, I mean, they made everything. I think our first TV was a Crosley. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. Well, they were bought by somebody who bought by somebody who bought, you know, so... They're still going, but the styles change. I mean, we, golly, when I uh, first uh, got out of college, you know, the style was get rid of those old hardwood floors. They're ugly. Cover them over that new cool carpet stuff. Oh, that's funny because I have hardwood floors too. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> now it's like, what, what are you, crazy? You they're, know, They're wonderful. I mean, and the stuff, I've had a contractor in here to look around, and he said actually a lot of your paint and things are very good because they were, in the old days when the paint was a better grade. Um, oh, yeah. Probably lead-based paint, yeah. It may be. I, I don't know. I mean, it just has lasted and lasted, and even the, um, what do you call it, like the, the woodwork? Yeah. It, it's just, it just shines. It's, yeah. it's great. So, well, I really appreciate your help. I will give a I'll look for these folks and give them a call. Yeah, that, and uh, you, you'll need to take the parts apart and bring that plate to them with some photographs as well. Uh, because the you know they can make what they can make, but they need to know if it's eight inches or eight and a quarter, and you know how far apart the holes are. So, um, knowing how to bring, how, knowing how to empower them to do their thing uh, is a big deal. Uh, otherwise, if you have somebody come out to your house, you're you're paying a lot of time that isn't making any stainless steel. We can take it apart, and, and yeah, yeah. I figure if my dad can do it at 86 or 87, I can do it at 60. There you go, yeah. It just <laughs> just hurts a little more than it did 20 years ago. I got this it. This is true. Well, yeah. thank you very much for your help. Okay, Sandra. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. Let's see what's up with D. Hey, D. Scott here. How can I help you on KMOX? I was wondering what the advantages are to have guttering or not to have a guttering on the house. Uh, gutters keep the water from dumping off the edge of the roof and making your basement wet. Uh, so if you think about a hat brim, that it dumps the water away from our face and then puts it onto our shoulders or raincoat. So really, the roof collects a lot of water. A one-inch rainfall on a 1,000-square-foot roof brings about 400 gallons of water roughly. So you've got 100 gallons of water coming from every corner downspout. Without gutters, you're going to pretty much dump that Instead of just raindrops hitting, you're going to have all of the runoff from that roof concentrated right next to your foundation. So the reason we have gutters is to try and keep our basements dry and not erode our foundations. Okay. Another thing. Uh, I have a Crosley Shelvador refrigerator, and it's still working, and it's about 60 years old. Wow. It was one of the first refrigerators that came out with the shelves in the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. Well, you know what? I grew up with a uh, Crosley refrigerator now that I re recall that. Um, and it was it was big and it was heavy. And uh -huh. 
Well, I still have it, and it's still working. Wow. I just have to defrost it. It wasn't a self-defrosting one. Right, right. You know, and that's, you know, not a big deal. And, and I, I know we oftentimes will move those appliances when we remodel kitchens, and they will, as long as you never move them, they'll keep on running. You move uh-huh. them an inch, you try, you know, just to do something, and they quit. So uh-huh. keep it. Well, I'm not going to move it. <laughs> that's my advice. I agree there, Dee. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. And right. gutters are optional. They just, you know, the, the 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 foundation benefits from having gutters and downspouts. Well, I do have a sub pump in my basement, so I hope that you know I don't have gutterings. Oh, oh well, that's probably why you need a sump pump, though. If you had gutters and downspouts, you can get that water away from the house and maybe have less need for that sump pump. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Stay tuned. More things happening right here on The Voice of St. Louis. And today, The Voice of Remodeling. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, rounding the corner, hour two, KMOX. Stay tuned, one o'clock. Rick Edelman up here on KMOX. And then later in the day, we have the KMOX Auto Show, Greg Damon up about four o'clock. Three o'clock, the business of family business here on KMOX. So a great afternoon, lots of things, lots of things happening. Uh, keep in mind that uh, this is the season. Uh, I'm, I'm down here at KMOX and 102.5 uh, FM is playing. Playing Christmas music. Yeah, already before Thanksgiving. So, tis the season, folks. Uh, with that in mind, uh, Stuff the Truck is something that our company, Mosby Building Arts, is putting on December 9th. That is the second Saturday in December, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll be here on the air at KMOX downtown. Uh, so, not on site until about 1.30, but please bring gifts. Please bring toys uh, for friends of kids with cancer. We're going to get those toys to the kids. They need to be unused, preferably in their container uh, for security reasons. We want to, you know, make sure these are new toys so the kids are not compromised medically. Also, the St. Louis Area Food Bank will be uh, uh, part of our um, really outreach. We're going to collect uh, canned goods items so that we can put that uh, in their bank and uh, be distributed. Uh, let's get to the phones and talk with Eileen. Eileen, thank you for joining us here on CAMWEX. How can I help? Hi, I live in a townhome, so the outside of the building is owned by the association, but the insulation inside my house is horrible. Mm-hmm. I've had many people out here and looking, they take off the siding and they say, oh no, it looks like it's perfect, but uh, I have areas like in the kitchen, uh, which I'm next door to someone, but at the corner where the sink meets where the stove is, you can feel the air blowing in in the wintertime because I face west. Mm-hmm. Is there a company who can come out and put where you drill a hole in the insulation or in the drywall and foam the insulation into the walls for me? Well, Eileen, you're uh, suffering uh, discomfort and it's air leakage or what we call infiltration. Uh, Don't ask for insulation anymore. You have holes in the wall. Uh, that's different. So think about this as you as having a really, really phenomenal parka, winter parka with the best insulation on it. I mean, it's just from NASA. It's it's worthy of shooting out into outer space. 
But if you forget to zip it up and the wind blows right through, that parka is totally useless. So this is not about the insulation. This is about the air infiltration, Eileen. So that may be what you're suffering is asking for insulation. If you have holes in the wall that when the wind blows and your feet get cold, adding more insulation without blocking that air leak, you're still going to be freezing cold. You follow what I mean? I understand, but this is not just hitting my feet. This is hitting my thighs and my waist. Oh, yeah. Amen. I, I really get it. Um, I would offer you to get a blower door assessment. We used to do these in terms of what were called um, an energy audit or energy assessment. They're two different kinds. They've kind of morphed into a quick walkthrough uh, and verbal recommendations that you can get from your um um, your uh, electrical utility, the gas company, Spire, you know, the various uh, things like that. Or you wind up paying, you know, four to $800 for a blower door assessment and people really come out and scientifically find out where your leaks are. And only then can they assess and make recommendations. So I think you're ready for a real visit from a, a true energy assessment person with a blower door test and air leakage test. Um, and, and the way this thing works, to give you an idea, we used to do these at Mosby, but frankly, the walkthrough kind became so prevalent that it was, un, it was untenable to continue doing this big. There are still companies and people do it. You can call our, our company, and uh, we still have a person on staff that can make recommendations of people who can do this for you. But they set up a blower door, which is a big fan in the exterior door, and it blows air out of your house, it creates such a, a suction that anything that leaks will leak 10 times as bad. And then you walk around through the house looking for the drafts with liver, little puffer things. And believe me, you know, it's like walking through the house with a candle. You'll know where the air leaks are because the candle flame moves. So, well, uh, I pretty well know where the air leaks yeah. on the west side of the house in what area, but no one can tell me what to do about it. Oh, no, that, a trained um, blower door assessment person will know where it comes from, how it leaks, and what to do. Uh, and, and this is something we can do as well, but you're better off starting with the real scientific uh, answer because they can tell you how bad it is. And, if the, and, and let's pretend that this doesn't work. You get the blower door test, and it says, yeah, it's, it's a pretty tight house. Wow, now you're going to have to start looking for something a little more complex. But I'm, I'm 80. This is what I would do. This is the first step I would do if I had a house that it felt like you're describing. And you've also done some good homework on checking the insulation. So you've already got some feedback. Oh, yes. Everybody says that the attic is fine, but um, I can't keep the west side of the house warm. Now, I just had the kitchen remodeled and they found that the upstairs vent that goes from the furnace to that bedroom had never been connected. Yeah, so they you. connected that and that has helped quite a bit, but not enough to keep it um, pleasant. Right, right. And, you know, that Anyway, you're welcome to call our company and ask for somebody uh, that uh, can make a recommendation on a blower door or energy assessment uh, because you'll be surprised. Um, 
and you'll just it'll just be relaxed. It's like they're going to tell you what you already know, but they're going to tell you where they are and then what can be done with it. And sometimes the cost to make those improvements exceeds the value to you. So it's like, yeah, we can do it, but it's two thousand dollars to stop that because we have to take this off and do that and do that, you know. And sometimes it's two dollars. So you never know. Well, yeah, I took the um, uh, trim work off the window in the kitchen. And found there was no insulation around the window at all. There you go. So that, put that in and put it back up. And every window will be built like that. And and expect that uh, these blower door assessments don't really make any big ahas. They just tell you what you already know. And but they're able to say, and here's what you're going to have to do and how to fix it. But that's you're describing what it takes to get rid of the drafts around the windows. Is pull the trim and you know spray foam and insulate around every one of those windows. And that's the installation part I talk about when people say, well, what are the best installation replacement windows? It's like, well, the ones that are put in correctly. <laughs> yes, because I have Anderson windows, but they are not insulated around this areas. Right. 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 One more question is, what is the best way to keep the sound from one room to another? The walls are paper thin. Mm-hmm. We can hear someone cough quietly in the next room. Is there... Is it better to put up insulation in another layer on the outside of it to help, or is there a foam, something that could be put in there? Uh, There are two ways. What you're asking is, how do I attenuate the sound? I can't stop it, but I can knock off the highs and the lows, and how can I hear less of it? So uh, that would be, it's, uh, the simple part is, you know, hanging quilts on the wall, which is akin to increasing the insulation or a muffling layer. Uh, The other is to increase the mass or, you know, in crude speaking, fill the wall up with concrete, you know, that kind of thing. So just keep in mind, uh, that's a longer conversation than this. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Eileen. Good luck. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your help. Bye now. Bye. Home Improvement, Rick Edelman next on KMOA.